Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? Uh, iced coffee, cold brew, with a little bit of cream and a little bit of sugar. What are you enjoying today? Ice water, because it is hot as shit here. Uh, you guys got a heat wave. The Portlanders brought it with them. This happened. What? Yes, the moment I knew Thorns fans touched down, that's when the heat started. When did Thorns fans touch down? Yesterday. Who? People. I have friends other than you from Portland. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll give you that. So, but I mean, your summers suck. So, you're just in the start of the suck. Yeah, it's, right? based, it's like a little, hey, you know what's going to happen to you soon. Just deal with it now. Exactly. Just get ready for it. Last the night, way things are, the way things are. I slept with two fans on, and I got an ice pack out of the freezer and, like, put it on my stomach to help my core cool down. Mm-hmm. And that's how I slept. I remember last summer um, sleeping with a, an ice pack on my belly, and that was, like, the only way I could sleep. It works, man. It works. Mm-hmm. On your face and on your belly. Get those two at the right temperature, and you are good to go. I have to do my feet, too, sometimes. My feet get super hot when I sleep, even in the winter. Anyway, how did we do last weekend on our score predictions? <laughs> I just, I was like, I don't have anything to contribute to that. My mom thinks that the hot feet thing is a sign I'm going to be diabetic, because my dad has it, too, and I'm like, maybe we just, just both have, like, really excellent circulation. I I run cold. I used to run hot, and something happened in this winter. I just started running cold, and I am just a little ice cube as I sleep. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Well, you were born in 1943. Maybe it's your change of life. It could be. It could be. Like, the body changes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have hot flashes. I do. I'm I'm only 35, and I have hot flashes. (laughs) <laughs> that's just like <sighs> the soccer rage boiling up inside of you from time to time i know right it's so much rage um you asked a second ago how we did last week yeah um we i i had a pretty good week not gonna lie i have caught up to you a little bit i now have 16 points total okay you have 19 points okay um i got points in four out of five games though you got points in three out of the five hmm so i was right to a higher degree but less consistent yes your average point total was 1.2 points per game my average is 1.4 i think that's consistent with my personality when i'm right i'm right when i'm wrong wow i got it wrong (laughs) yeah yeah and you know i was kind of sort of right i was in the right ballpark for a lot of this okay the game there wasn't a game that shocked us both uh we both got something right in every single match which is very different than week four because we got one game right 
in right. week four. Getting, so getting better. I'm I'm looking at this as we're getting better. Yeah, maybe it's because now we both have more data, and it's not you know the first couple of weeks when it's like nobody knew. One moment it seems great, next moment what the hell happened? You know exactly. That could be it. Very oh, well. Yeah. So more data, all the data. I have no problem with this. Is were there any results last time that really, you know, got to you? Like last week or two weeks ago? Last weekend. The um the ones that got to me, uh I knew Seattle was gonna come out guns ablazing against the spirit. I was not expecting six goals. Nobody was. And I I predicted three to nothing, you predicted two to nothing. And so we both got the winner right. We both got points, mm-hmm. but we didn't do great otherwise. If you thought that game would have eight goals in it, though, like... You're crazy, pants. It has almost... Or you thought they were all going to be Seattle. It almost has as many goals as the rest of the other games combined. Because the rest of NWSL mm-hmm. had ten goals. So, yeah, they had eight out of 18 goals. That's, what, four out of nine? So that's 44%. 44% of goals scored were in one game out of five this weekend. This past that's weekend. ridiculous. So, Yeah. Seattle, maybe they figured it out. Earlier in the season, it was like, maybe Laura Harvey's out of tricks. And now she's like, well, even if I am, how are you going to stop me from doing it? You know? Yeah. We saw uh, 18 goals over the weekend. I think you just said that. And yeah, 45 total the rest of the time. Damn. Damn. Did you do that in your head? What? Four out of nine is 44%? Yeah. But it's simple because anything out of nine is going to be basically, so two out of nine is 22 Three out of nine, sure. three. Okay. It's just math trick. Or, yes, I divided it all in my head in an instant. Let's go with that one, actually. That one makes mm-hmm. me sound better. That one makes you sound cooler. <laughs> I thought the other result that I just did not see coming was Orlando 3, NC 1. Oh my god, yeah. What is up with that? And it wasn't like Marta put on a clinic or anything. No, no, no. I mean, her stats were really good from the game um according to opta marta had 31 passes 93.5 percent passing accuracy and it's not like she's a defender where you know she gets to add a sideways or a back pass to her total she's she's right in the thick of it so i thought that was very marta-esque of her yeah but it once again you're right it's not like she was just pulling a carly lloyd in a women's world cup final all of a sudden she was just pretty she was just good she was marta (laughs) And then, but I think collectively Orlando kind of figured out North Carolina for the game a little bit. Good job, Tom Sermani. Yeah, good job, Tom Sermani. Good job. Um, North Carolina, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't keep that pace up, you know, and they just, they had a weird off game. And, you know, fortunately, like, I think we both didn't think that Orlando was going to be the team to stop them. And we were both wrong. Isn't that how it goes, though? It's like, oh, this won't be the one. But then that ends up being the one, like when Seattle, season one against Boston. I don't mean to keep coming back to that. It's just, you know, some wounds never heal. Anyway, I think everything else was kind of predictable. Sky Blue 3, Houston Dash 1. Yeah. Although if it had been reversed, I also would have been like, yeah, because these are two teams. I'm I'm a little more inclined to think better of sky blue to be like yes this is a good performance that they can put on but houston is not incapable 
of of you know putting together a three goal game against Sky Blue, especially when they had Morgan Bryan for all of the first half and some of the second. They are totally capable of that. Um, what I thought was really interesting about that match was Sam Kerr. She had a fantastic match. She got second in the media association voting for player of the week, which after a performance like that, only Nahu Kawasumi getting four assists in one game could have possibly, like that tells you how good Sam Kerr was in this game, that it took that Kawasumi performance to even get her out of first. And it was a very solid second. So, Mm -hmm. so do you think Sam Kerr can keep that up or was it just against Houston? I hope Sam Kerr keeps that up. I want Sam Kerr to tear this league up, which I think is a little different than what I what I said last week when I said, you know, she's a little bit of a wild card, a little bit of a liability. Um, and I, I do think that. Like, I do think that her performance is hot and cold. But, I mean, man, you, you do a game. You, you do a game. You have a game like what she, she had against Houston. And uh, you hope that, like, she found the sweet spot. FC Casey Portland zero zero. I think that's fair. Yeah, it was. It's always a chess match for those two teams, always. And I mean, unless it's not, and unless uh, Kansas City kicks our like, <sighs> women's soccer is so weird <laughs> because historically, I feel like we've always had been this chess match of like, how is our offense going to get past? Becky and how is our defense going to stop um, Casey and, and all of this different stuff when it doesn't always work like that. Sometimes there are blowouts, but I forget about those when it becomes time to like make predictions or, or talk about the matches. Mm-hmm. I thought Becky Sarabone was pretty good in this game. I thought at the same time, Portland wasn't offering her a lot to deal with. And then vice versa. Mm-hmm. I think both teams are struggling to put it get together in the final third, albeit for different reasons and maybe in slightly different ways. KC desperately needs Amy Rodriguez back. They're still adjusting to life without her. Sid LaRue is not yet, you know, that, that pivotal goal scorer for them. And I don't know mm-hmm. if she will. Well, this is like a crucial season for her because if she doesn't put it together, I think she's out with the national team. Totally. Like, is she even is she even really in with the national team? I know she got invited to camp, but isn't that a uh, contractual thing? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like an obligatory thing that that U.S. soccer has to do. Yeah, you get called back in by contract after you have a child, but you know that's 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 still getting her foot in the door. And if she shows off during that call up, or if her performance in NWSL is like you know Crystal Dunn like, then of course. It, it improves her chances immensely. So I, d- I don't think she's made a case for herself yet. No, so, and there's still time. There's still time. And yes, obviously she's still coming off of returning to full match fitness after delivering mm-hmm. a child. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be too hard on her when I say like she hasn't made a case for herself. Like there's good reasons for that. It's just she hasn't made a case for herself. That's all. And then Chicago won, Boston won. I was so disappointed that Boston lost like this when Kristen press bounced that header in, in the dying moments of the second half, seeing that ball just fly over Julie King's head. And Kristen press is just chilling there in front of this giant gap in front of goal. I was really unimpressed with that. I thought she smacked it with her face. 
she used some part of her head. If it was her face, good for her, you know, anything right. for the girl. Right, uh, totally, totally. But it was just one of those things where I was like, of course. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't in like the 89th minute or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was 88 or 89. It was literally the last minutes of regulation. For- Clutch and so frustrating as, as a Boston fan, I'm sure. I know, because away points were, they were so rare for us in 2016. And this year getting away points, it's just another part of, oh, the rebuild is continuing. So I wrote in my preview for this game uh, against Portland, I don't think anybody who's watched Boston this season thinks that they're going to be as bad as last year that sure they're obviously better it's just that getting away points earlier in the season i think improves their confidence and helps them get more away points as opposed to they drop points early and then they have to like kind of claw their way up to to getting the points you know it's a difference in momentum Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and it's it's also not just clawing your way up but like how do you maintain this consistency throughout the season? Like Boston is ranked number four in the league right now. They're, they have seven points, uh, two teams above them, Seattle and Portland with eight points, and then the Courage with 12. Like Boston has been consistent. And that to me is like the clutch for entering into playoffs strong. That is true. They have been way more consistent than last season. Last than they've season, ever yeah. been, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably even more consistent than season one because they were in playoff position and then they just dropped points all over in the in the back half of the season and they were fifth, so they were one place out of playoffs. So, yeah, um, consistency, you're right. That's That's the bright side of things. I think defensively, at least in the center of the back four, they've been consistent midfield wise yes consistent forwards tasha dowie has been consistent i think adriana leon has been fluctuating okay yeah you talked me down off the ledge a little bit yeah consistent they are absolutely being consistent okay and killing it don't be too hard on them give them credit (laughs) when credit is due i stuck with them all this time i have a right to be I, i i know but i also you know bask in it that's true enjoy it we'll see how this weekend goes but we'll we'll make our predictions at the end of the show in the meantime i think the big nwsl news is obviously mal pew finally coming to terms with spirit that's huge puge it's puge huge that's (laughs) huge two sides of this one mal pew finally agreeing to play for washington and i really think u.s soccer stepped in here there were what do you mean finally agreed to play? Like, so I've been torn on this, right? Okay. Like, Mal Pugh never said publicly that she wanted to not, she didn't want to go to Washington. We all just were like, oh my God, keep her away from the train wreck. No, we weren't all just like that, though. Like, Steve Goff and I think another another person who regularly reports on the Spirit were like, she doesn't want the Spirit, she wants Portland. Like, that did not come from nowhere. So who said that, though? Probably her agent, whenever they got in touch. Some some unnamed source. You know, um, there was a very good point made that that's what agents are supposed to do. They're supposed to say these things, and then if things don't go that way, when it comes out, it's like, well, Pew herself never said it, so she's she's in the clear. Right. Yeah, so I don't think that this whole Pew didn't want the spirit was, like, entirely crowdsourced or whatever. Like, it came from somewhere. But yeah, so she agreed to play for the Spirit. She signed a big multi-year deal with Nike. 
that Nike deal is so Matthew now pro athlete showed up in Washington uh, was at practices this week signed within minutes of the announcement Nike was like oh please welcome to the Nike family Mal Pugh I like that's where that's where the big money is I wonder if the Nike signing was also contingent in her staying in the United States or if like the terms of the deal were sweetened because she's staying in the United States I mean they are a U.S. soccer sponsor right yeah so that's totally okay for them to do you know, it makes me wonder who else was in that bidding war. I just want to know, because I think it was the Washington Post report, or it might have been Grant Wall at Sports Illustrated, someone reported Sunil Gulati was involved, even though at the time he was, I think, in Bahrain for some FIFA meeting. Really? Like, you take the time out of your FIFA deal in Bahrain to speak up on on one of your players in NWSL, then... She's kind of a big deal. She's kind of going to infuse some American excitement into this league when for the past, God, what has it been, like over a year, we've been purely excited by overseas transfers. I guess. Do you disagree with that? I think there was a lot of excitement about Rose Lavelle entering the league. In Boston, yeah, totally. Mm, you were, you were Boston, really excited about Rose Lavelle. Think about her debut against England. I'm just giving you a hard time. Because against England, she had that crazy bonkers debut. There were lots of highlights. And, like, I think league-wide, people were like, wow, can't wait for her to start. She turned heads. She absolutely did. And look at what she's doing with Boston. Consistency. I think Pew, there's no especially wrong way to use her with Washington. They could put her just about anywhere they want in the as a forwarder, midfielder. And she's not going to make things go wrong for you but there's certainly ways to maximize her and i wonder how gabara is going to do that yeah it'll it'll be interesting i mean after watching the spirit and seattle this past week like that spirit defense is where the issues are i mean yeah the spirit the spirit can score goals and they they do have some attacking threats. They've mm-hmm. got speed and and all of those different things. So I just look at the signing and I go, man, is that really like? Yes, Mal Pugh is awesome, but is Mal Pugh really what the Spirit needed? I guess it just depends on where they put her and what formation they use. And then is Jim Gabera the uh, the the right guy for trying to assess that? I don't think so far he's necessarily the wrong guy for that. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Like, is is he a guy who can handle, you know, Alexis, but you give him a Maserati and he's out of his league? You know what I'm saying? Maybe. We'll see. Also, Spirit finally have a Federation player again, because there's no way Mal Pugh hasn't signed a national team contract, so. And it's just one of those things that you, you sit there and you go, who else is a Federation player? We're going to find out about, so you remember, I think it was Goff also at the Post reporting that three national team players had lost their their uh, federation contracts. <sighs> We're going to find that out soon, I think, by comparing lists of who was invited to the last camp and who's going to be invited into this new one upcoming in June. Really? Yeah, I, I think we'll see some hints. Wait, so then how do call-ups work for players who are trying out for the national team? Yeah, those people don't have contracts, but if 
The Federation doesn't like want I, to... I would imagine that they're getting paid for their time and their efforts separate from a U.S. soccer contract. No, they are. They, those are floaters. Right. So some so three players are now floaters. So I don't think that we're going to necessarily know when the call up list, the roster gets announced because those floaters are still going to be in there. It's not like they're going to have little asterisks next to their name saying Federation player, non-Federation floater. I don't know. I So these are away games, right? In Europe, Sweden, and Norway. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have confidence in these players enough to keep them as contracted, then why would you spend money to take them to Europe? If it mm-hmm. were at home, I might understand. It's a lot less expensive to bring them into camp. But I don't know. U.S. soccer has a $100 million <laughs> surplus. And they're going to put it all into a nice, fancy training center. They're not going to spend it on the women. Come on. They could. They probably should. Yeah, they probably should. Fine. You're going to believe the best of U.S. soccer in this instance. That's what I gonna am. I, okay. I am turning. I am... I am changing my tune. I am, I am, un, nope, I can't even say it. I was going to say, I'm unboycotting U.S. soccer. I'm still boycotting them. Uh-huh. I still think that they're going to do the worst thing. But I also think that they are not going to tell us the allocated and non-allocated players anytime soon. Hmm. Um, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think that's fair. It's fair to believe the worst of U.S. soccer. We. I do. Always. I've been burned so many times by U.S. soccer. But in a different situation now. NWSL also announcing that this weekend they'll be offering fans in the United States the ability to watch NWSL games on their website and through their app. So you don't have to use Go90. It's just, it's, I mean, you could still use the app. They're still pushing people to the app. What what did Amanda Duffy say just a couple hours ago? It is the, of the utmost importance to the NWSL, our owners and partners, to provide a quality viewing experience for our fans. I'm like, then why the hell did you partner with Go90? Because Go90 paid them. Right. But Go90 obviously couldn't handle it. Like, just because you get paid by somebody doesn't mean you don't bet them. I mean, they're backed by Verizon. I bet they were hoping that, you know, being backed then that way meant that they had the technical know-how to roll it out so quickly, but clearly that's not the case. Right. And so, at the very least, I like that they're being responsive to the issue and not just going, well, just deal with Go90. We're going to sort it out eventually, but in the meantime, eat shit. I want to I wanna know, like, what the owners... I, I, w- I want to be a fly on the wall for the owners, uh, the team owners this week. I mean, we and know, just like the shit that was hitting the fan. We know Merritt Paulson was displeased. He tweeted about it and didn't delete it. So yep, well, he's doing that about a lot of Wilson this year, mm-hmm. tweeting and not deleting. On the one hand, it sucks that it was so hasty and badly put together that even five weeks in, there's still technical difficulties. Even though I acknowledge it's not, they haven't been five weeks at one facility. You're still jumping around to ten different venues. And then, you know, some of those venues are are worse than others. Um, But at the same time, by now, you have to have a consistent product or else you're going to drive people away. So Uh they did what they had to do. And I don't think Go90 really has a leg to stand on here to be like, but we'll figure it out eventually because they know they they know they, you know, we're putting some shit out there. 
Totally. So. Totally. I mean, there is no way that anybody could try to say, well, it's, it's a, it's a tech, it's a user error or something like that. Like that everybody was getting cut in and out. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just horrible. It was not enjoyable at all. And yeah, Woso fans were a hard group to please, but oh my God, try your hardest to please us. I don't think Go90 can complain either. Like, well, we paid you money and then you're going to show this on other plans. Like, but you're not holding up your end of the deal. So not at all. I'm, I'm glad that NWSL was like, fine, we'll just open up the door and everybody can come in for a while while we deal with the situation. Sometimes you got to take a hit like that in order to keep people happy. And then later on you can try, you know, retry your, your original plan or whatever. Exactly. So moving into this weekend for NWSL. Oh, what a the weekend starts early. Another Friday night game. Yeah, but do you want to do that one last because we got to make a bet about it? Uh, sure. Okay. So Saturday, first game is Sky Blue FC versus Houston. This is a Sky Blue home game rematch. I mean, just last week, right? Just last week, Houston got beat in Houston, and now they're going to Sky Blue. Like, yes. does Houston come guns guns ablazing? The other thing here is Sky Blue gets Kelly O'Hara back because last weekend she was away at a family event. I think someone was getting married. Oh, God. Did Kelly O'Hara get married? No, Kelly O'Hara did not get married. Somebody she knows got married. All right. I am going to say for this one, I'm going to say Sam Kerr is going to get two goals. Kelly O'Hara get one goal. And what's her name? The one that scored the awesome goal. Leah Galton. Yes, Dalton. I'm like, why can I? It, no one starts with an L. Uh, I think I think it's going to be four to nothing. Sky blue. I'm going to say three one. Sky blue is going to win because at the same time that O'Hara is back, Morgan O'Brien will probably also be in even better shape than she was last game. So she started off with like 15, 20 minutes. Now she was good for a full half and change, and now maybe she'll be able to put in at least a good 70, 75 minutes. Did you call her Morgan O'Brien? No, I said Morgan Bryan. Okay, I heard Morgan O'Brien, and I was like, whoa, everybody's getting good names. If, you know, if I did say Morgan O'Brien, it's on it's on tape, so. It is on tape. Rewind the tape. There are tapes. I'll leak them to the press. Rewind your VCRs. Washington Spirit versus FC Casey. This is at home for Washington. Uh, you go first. Gosh, I'm going to call this two to nothing for FC Casey. Is Pew playing? She probably will be. I don't see any. Okay, so two to one for FC Casey. We should have to lock you in on bets or on your your score predictions. Um, I'm gonna say the other direction. Two to one, Washington. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next game on Sunday is North Carolina versus Chicago. This home game for NC. Chicago has been struggling to score. And then they scored two mad. against Houston. Uh-huh. They scored one against Kansas City. I'm going to call this one two to one North Carolina. I think this could be a really fun game this weekend. Is this going to be the funnest game of the weekend? Maybe. I really want to say I don't like it when we agree, though. So I'll change it to three to one for North Carolina. <laughs> Uh, good things can happen when we agree on things. Okay, Seattle versus Orlando. 
There's a home game for Seattle. Another one. Ooh. Seattle always goes through these stretches where they have a ton of home games. I think this could also be a really fun game. Orlando's confidence is up after beating NC. Seattle's confidence is up after whomping um, the spirit. So I want to call this a fun 4-3 to three game. No, 4-2. 4-2 for Seattle. 4-2? Uh-huh. Okay. Wow, Ashlyn Harris. Uh, so I, I I have this theory that once Ashlyn Harris gets scored on twice, mm-hmm. it's just, it's going to turn bonkers. Like she just mentally checks out. Um, So I am going to say this one. Going to go with two, two, three, Orlando. Ooh. Yeah. You think that the game against Tennessee was the start of them figuring it out like i would like to believe that we'll see and then finally tomorrow night because we're recording this on thursday boston versus portland people will probably be listening to this before the game kicks off at 7 p.m eastern time um Uh it's a home game for boston they've had some really shitty runs against portland recently it's a long time since they beat portland 4-1 at home but portland there, there's no Tobin Heath. There's no Dagny Brynjer's daughter. Shim is injured. Long was questionable with a hamstring strain. And um, Boston, the only person they're missing is Amanda Frisbee through illness. And she hasn't really been super crucial for them so far. 2 nothing for Boston. Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What are we betting? I put it out there. Oh, God. What are we betting? Do you want to What's bet on the that? Line? Well, okay. Boston and Portland play again next weekend. Whoever loses has to wear the some kind of gear from the opposing team next weekend. So if Portland wins I, this I weekend, can't, I can't wear that until the North End. It would ruin it would ruin my game day experience because I wouldn't be allowed to be in in my section. You could just bring it with you then, uh, like a uh, scarf or whatever. I have. A, I don't have a breaker scarf. What breakers can no, I do? I don't you have, have any breakers, breakers, anything. Um. Well, then you'd have to take a picture of my face. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. I'll 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 blow up your face onto a big old poster and hang it up in the north end. No, I don't need any of the Thorns players saying that. Uh... <laughs> I'll hang it right by Nadine's Audi, uh, or little Mini Cooper you... that she uh, constantly hits when she's taking. You have to make a sign for. The... You have to make a sign for the breakers and bring it in to the stadium. How about that? You don't even have to hold it up. You just have to have it in there. Well, I don't know why I'm stressing because my team, we are going to dominate. We're going to pull it together. We're going to have our team building moment Mm -hmm. and we are going to win uh, three, two, one. So if Portland wins the next weekend, even though the Breakers are playing Portland again, I will wear Thorns gear during the game. How about that? Yes. All right. Yes. Wow, this is and a painful if, bet. And if the Breakers beat the Thorns, I will bring a pro Breakers sign into the stadium, but I am not obligated to hold it up. I think you I would will, get like I will get I will have somebody take a if if this happens, I will have somebody take a photo of me holding the sign in the stands, not as a display okay to verify that i in fact did it okay proof of life i will show proof of life 
you got to hold up that day's newspaper too. Like, oh, like you're a hostage. Oh, no, no, no. We're at the game. <laughs> yeah, you'll be at there. It'll be good enough. I will, oh, I will hold up that match program. Okay, okay. So that those are our predictions. Join us with your own predictions. Um, by the time this podcast is out, we'll probably be, you know, five or six hours away from kickoff. Boston versus Portland. I'm going to die tomorrow. Bye. It's going to be interesting.